everyone. Welcome to Lessons from the Fire podcast. It is me, Amanda Hurd. I am so glad to be back with you guys. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas and New Year's and all the holidays. I don't even remember how many we had, <laughs> but um, I had a great one and I took a nice little break from podcasting and all the different things just to relax and spend time with my family. And now I am back in ready to roll. So today I want to talk to you guys about discernment and I might be doing several different episodes on this topic, discernment, because I think it is so important just in general and in life and especially when battling mental illness. And so today we're going to focus in on conviction versus correction. What I actually meant to say there was conviction versus condemnation. But instead of re-recording this whole section, we're just going to pretend like that's what I said, okay? So, carry on. When we're trying to understand the difference between God's voice, our voice, and Satan's voice, and our thoughts in particular, you know, this is really, really key just in overcoming mental battles and overcoming relational issues and other things like I mentioned before. And... We talked about in episode two that you have to know and submit to God's word to be able to overcome anxiety and depression. And since all of these different things start in the mind, you have to train your mind to hear the subtle differences in, I'm sorry, I have braces. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that before on this podcast, but sometimes I, and it drives me crazy, and I have no idea if y'all can hear it, but when I'm trying to talk, I can hear it, and it drives me nuts, so I'm going to just let that go, and we're going to continue, but when you're um, trying to understand these subtle differences in the way God speaks versus the way the enemy does, um, it's really important because you don't want to waste your time fighting battles that you don't have to and fighting battles over stupid lies that Jesus already dealt with on the cross. So what I want to start out with is reading a few scriptures that kind of lay a foundation for understanding conviction versus correction and also talking about an example from my life that happened recently where I had to discern the enemy's voice speaking to me and how exactly I did that. We are going to start with Romans 2, 4, and it says, Do you despise the riches of his kindness, restraint, and patience, not recognizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? And I'm really going to focus on that word kindness in a little bit. I'll read that one more time. Do you despise the riches of his kindness, restraint, and patience? not recognizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. Now, let's flip over to Romans 8, 1. Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. And what I'm going to focus on for that one is the very beginning of that verse. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And then, lastly, I want to flip over to 1 Corinthians 13, um, verse 4 through 7. 
I'm pretty sure most all of you, whether you're a believer or not, have probably heard this verse because it's the love verse. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It is not boastful. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not irritable. It does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. Why am I reading that to you? Well, elsewhere in the Bible, and it probably would have been good if I would have looked that one up before I started this, but elsewhere in the Bible, it says God is love. God isn't a form of love. God isn't a feeling of love. God is love. So all of the things I just read to you, where it says love, you can implant God or Jesus. Where it says love is patient, you can say God is patient. Where it says love is kind, you can say God is kind. He is not boastful. He is not arrogant. He is not rude. He is not self-seeking. Why is all of that important? Well, it's important that we establish that God's kindness draws us to repentance, that there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, and that God is love. So when we hear thoughts in our mind, we can say, is this love? Is this patience? Is this kindness? Not, does it make me feel good about myself? And not, does it allow me to do whatever I want to do? But even if there is correction in this thought that I'm having, even if I'm feeling drawn to do something differently, is there love behind it? Is love the motive? Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was driving to the dentist. And a friend of mine texted me and said, Hey, could you be praying about XYZ for me? I texted her back, said, Sure, absolutely. And I went to just quit, you know, quickly say a prayer in my car. And immediately I heard the thought in my mind, You know, you'd be, what, what was it exactly? Oh, you're not even really that good of a friend. You know, if you were a better friend, you would call her and pray out loud. Like, you're really not even that good of a friend. And my first reaction was, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. I'm really a bad friend. I'm not calling her. I'm not praying out loud. I have to go to the dentist. I'm putting the dentist in front of her. (laughs) What a crap friend I am. But then I stopped for a second. I was like, wait a minute. This does not sound loving to me. This does not sound like conviction to me. And because I've gotten to know God through the word, and that is absolutely critical as a part of his process is knowing God of the word through the word. Because I've gotten to know him, his spirit showed me in that moment and highlighted these scriptures that I was just sharing with you. And sometimes it can be hard to discern a thought in your mind because there's so many different scriptures you have to take into account And so many different things you're working through and thinking Old Testament versus New Testament versus, you know, this situation versus that situation. And what is true? And is God correcting me or is this the enemy? It can be really confusing. But in that moment, I realized the thought was, you're not even a good friend. You're not doing enough. That is not love. That is not correction. That is condemnation. Because it's assaulting me as a person. It's insulting. It's assaulting my character. And that is, I think, one of the most key and important points of understanding how to discern between thoughts is the motive and the tone behind the words. God's motive and his heart posture are always going to be for us to have a heart change 
and repentance. He is not in the business of speaking down to us to make us feel like a piece of dirt. He does not speak correction with the intent of putting us down. He speaks correction with the intent of giving us life. So the motive and the heart posture behind the words you hear are just as important as the actual words themselves. You know, had I heard the thought sound something like, hey, why don't you call her instead? Or... Maybe she might enjoy hearing you speak those prayers over her. That tone is entirely different, and it has the purpose of possible correction while honoring and bringing life to me in the situation. There's people out there, you know, that say stuff like, you know, God's just been slapping me around, and I've just been dealing with a lot of conviction lately, or God's just bringing judgment on me. I think there's a lot of different religious speak and talk that floats around in churches that isn't always biblically accurate. And so I want to talk about that real quick. Just kind of people saying God slaps them around or he's aggressive with them. Um, two, Two things we need to focus on. Jesus already dealt with all of our sin on the cross. Okay, so that's how we know for certain there's no condemnation for those in Jesus. That's how we know that scripture is accurate. Because other places in the word say Jesus paid it full, paid in full. He paid the penalty, it is finished. So, God has no reason to condemn and harass you. He dealt with all the spiritual ramifications of your sin if you are a believer. However... God is still holy, and he is still righteous, and he does call us to walk in purity his son died to give us. So we know that he will convict us, and we know that he will correct us. But unless you're running hard and fast from him, and unless you're just ignoring the crap out of him, he's not going to come after you like that. Unless you are refusing to listen, he's not going to raise his voice. He's not going to shake heaven and earth, you know, to get your attention, because that's not him. He is that gentle voice, that still small whisper. He he has strength, but he doesn't have to scream to get your attention. That's not his character. So if you ever hear things like, you stupid idiot, you're such a whore. Why are you sleeping with everybody? Why are you so fat and lazy? You can trust and believe that is not God. That is not God at all. He made you righteous and pure and perfect in Christ. He showed you that you're loved greatly, greatly through his death on the cross. There's no way he would negate all the things he did to accomplish that by speaking to you as if you had no value to him. This is so important to learn because, like I've said 18 billion times, all of our mental health battles start in our thoughts. If we're ever going to have victory over our thoughts and our feelings and our lives, we have to know which voice to ignore and which one to embrace. And if I'm just being honest and totally transparent with you guys, I have struggled some with what your perception is of me, what the viewers, listeners of this show's perception is of me. When I've gone back and listened to other episodes, particularly the first one, I was super energetic and I was loud and I was silly. And I'm like that in everyday life, but 
I'm human. And so some days I'm not as energetic and I'm not as loud and crazy. And sometimes when I get to teaching and to preaching, my serious voice comes on and the silly goes to the side. And that's just how I am. I get passionate about things. And that goofy side of me just kind of falls by the wayside. And a lot of the things we talk about on here are more serious in nature and require a more serious tone. But I think the enemy possibly began to plant thoughts in my head. And I was wondering if you guys were going to get bored if I wasn't goofing off all the time. And I started to kind of feel this pressure to to perform. And I just felt this thing kind of pulling me towards like forcing myself to be silly even when it didn't come naturally. And this was kind of another battle where I had to decide that this wasn't a play. This this show isn't a play. It isn't a performance. You know, when jokes come natural, they can come natural. But my main objective here is to speak truth. And it's not to impress or to entertain anyone. And so if people don't want to listen because I'm not dropping jokes every five seconds or I'm not bouncing off the walls hyper, then... I have to be okay with them leaving. I have to be okay with not having all the numbers and the analytics up to where people say it should be. I have to be okay with that. I had to push all of those thoughts of scheduling this show around misplaced humor to the side. And had I fallen into that trap, it really could have drove me nuts. And it really could have brought on a lot of anxiety. And it really could have changed the direction of the show and the quality of the content if I had set out to impress you rather than just speak the truth to you. And when you start to become aware of and address the thoughts in your head, it's it's going to seem overwhelming at first. I promise you it will. When you start actively guarding your thoughts and your heart, you will quickly realize how much crap you regularly leave unchecked and how much stuff is just festering and spinning around in your mind. And I think I forgot to say this earlier, but the best way to handle thoughts that are not from God is speaking scripture out loud against it. Guys, we have power in our voices. The Lord has given us power. And there's something that happens in the spiritual realm when we speak the truth of God over our lives that is way more powerful than reciting the same thing over and over in our head. Because in our head, we can get stuck. And in our head, it gets really confusing. But if you speak God's truth out loud, your mind shifts to the thing you're speaking and things shift in the spiritual realm where you're being attacked and where the attacks are coming from. I think it's interesting that the Bible says if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. There's something about declaring out loud to the spiritual realm that we have given our lives to Christ. And so we also have to do that every day after. We have to continue to walk in faith by speaking truth against all of the lies and all of the crap that comes into our head. So to wrap things up, I want to recap a couple of the most important points we talked about today. Number one being the motive and the tone behind the words you hear in your mind are going to be key in helping you decide who is talking to you. And you can understand the heart behind 
the thoughts in your mind by getting in the Bible and reading it daily, by memorizing scripture and becoming accustomed to the voice of God. Number two is kind of a double-edged sword. Jesus already dealt with all of our sin on the cross, so there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, but he is still a holy and righteous God, so he will convict and correct us and call us to walk in the righteousness his son died to give us. I hope these tips are helpful. I hope they can help you win the war over your mind and gain victory in your life. Um, If you have any questions about anything that we've discussed today, please send me an email at K 44 at gmail.com. And that is M-I-S-S, Amanda, the letter K, 44, at gmail.com. I'd love to discuss anything I've talked about today. I would love to share more truths about Jesus with you. He is... The creator of the universe. He is our father. He is our savior. He is our Lord. He's everything. And if you don't know him, I would love and I would just be honored to be able to tell you more about him and about what he's done for you and what it means that he died on the cross so that he can take your sin and give you his righteousness. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Um, I will see you on the next episode. Thank you.